Mark, the seventh chapter, the Gospel of Mark, chapter seven. Amen. Um, you know, when you've, you know, it's the second or third trip to the buffet, and um, still so many, you know, different things there that you like, and you're trying to figure out, you know, which one to get. You know, it's just so many choices and so many good things, and and that was kind of, you know, part of my afternoon, um, just looking over all the stockpile of notes that I have and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, Lord, just show me which way to go. It's, it's um, um, to be honest with you, I don't know in all the years that I've preached and taught the Word of God that I've ever been in the position that I am right now with just so much. And of course, if you've read the giving letter, you know that I've started uh, the next book, um, and it's going to be on the subject of faith. The working title is Faith Matics, and, um, and so I know that's, you know, a lot of what's behind that. The Lord's showing me some things, but um, anyway, I want to I give you what He would have me give you tonight, and I thank you for being here. I thank you for using the faith that you have uh, to believe with me for more revelation on the faith that we need. Amen. And, uh, and certainly Father will be faithful to honor that. We're talking about becoming a faith matician. And we said a faith matician is someone with extensive knowledge and skills in the use of faith to solve otherwise impossible life problems. Think about a, a practitioner. Have you ever heard that professional terminology? Someone who is a practitioner, a nurse practitioner, or you know, um, in, in a field that I have been called to addiction recovery, you know, there's different practitioners, amen. Well, a faith matician is a faith practitioner. This is someone who, who uses faith. And, and, when, and we, that word practice, it, you know, it's, it's the idea that we're, we're, we're taking what we're learning and we're beginning to apply it uh, to our lives and into real life, real time situations. Um, and, and again, um, learning as we do that. And the Bible says that Father will take us from faith to faith, from one level to the next as we grow and develop in faith. Now, of late, we've been looking at different accounts from the life of Jesus that involved, involves faith and people, most importantly, receiving from God by faith, but there's a unique group of people that we see in the life and ministry of Jesus, and these are people who received, uh, you know, either healing um, or deliverance or some miraculous intervention, divine intervention in their lives. They received it in the life and ministry of Jesus, but Jesus emphasized that it was actually their faith that brought the deliverance or their faith that was responsible for them receiving the miracle. In other words, on more than one occasion, Jesus turned around to someone who just received an amazing miracle, a man that was born blind, a lady that had been sick for 12 years, uh, um, you know, different situations like this, and where Jesus, a, a man who had leprosy, that not only was cleansed of his leprosy, but was made completely whole again from all of the 
uh, years that that horrible disease had taken away from him. Um, he was completely restored, made whole. And yet Jesus looked at these individuals and he said, your faith made you whole. Your faith made you well. Your faith has brought this miracle, this healing, this deliverance, right? Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, we, you shouldn't be taking anything away from Jesus, you know, by emphasizing faith. Clearly, Jesus emphasized it so that not just to point it out, you know, on their behalf. Remember, these folks are well. It's, it's not that Jesus is trying to teach them something per se. In other words, you see what I'm saying? It didn't affect, they'd already received their miracle. In other words, that woman couldn't be any more well than she was made well when she, Jesus said, your faith made you well. He was saying that for our benefit, for us to learn from. And in the case with the, the woman with the issue of blood, not only did Jesus say her faith made her well, we see that she didn't even ask for healing. She just, she just used faith to take healing. And she wasn't rebuked for it. So what this does, and obviously, you know, we're, we're looking at healing and how people received healing, but the same way we receive healing, we re same way we receive salvation, same way we receive anything else from God by faith. And so it's not just what these things teach us about healing. Obviously, we want to learn that as well. But what we're also looking at here is, um, is faith and how faith was involved in people receiving Breakthrough, deliverance, miracles, healings in their lives. Amen. So Mark chapter 7, in verse number 24, it says, From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now, let's talk about this for a moment. Again, a lot of people get confused by this. They think Jesus is being rude to this woman. They think Jesus is being mean to her, condescending to her. The reality of it is, her people live like dogs. And I, I don't, I mean, that's not just... Uh, uh, some kind of racial slur or, you know, I mean, when you understand what they did in worship to their faults and heathen gods, and I mean, it, it, it was horrible, like animals, literally. But I don't believe that's what Jesus was doing here. I believe, as I said last week, that Jesus was coaxing faith from her. Because remember, faith receives what grace has already given and Jesus, it's not that he won't help someone who doesn't have faith. He can't help someone who doesn't have faith. Faith is, is, is how we receive, okay? But the other, and I think bigger point here is, remember, Jesus was sent first to, um, to Jewish people. And only after the Jewish people had been served, then the plan of God was to go to the other nations. But he went to the Jew first and then to the other nations. So when he says, let the children be filled first, he's saying, you know, look, lady, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get a, a, a few minutes rest and, and have a minute to grab a bite to eat. 
And because remember, he didn't want anybody to find him there, but she sought him out. Faith will seek him out, right? So faith sought him out. We, that's one of the characteristics that we see in, in these different um, situations where Jesus commended someone by saying, your faith made you well, your faith made you whole, your faith brought this miracle, is that we see one of the common denominators there, blind Bartimaeus, for example. Um, he cries out from, the crowd had already moved in front of him, and he's bellering. I mean, he, he's not just hollering and calling. He is, he is literally bellering out for Jesus to have mercy on him. Jesus had mercy on him. And, and so in, in each one of these situations, where we see these different people who received these miracles and Jesus said, your faith made you well. It wasn't that Jesus was going to find them. They went and found him. Those 10 lepers cried out from a distance. That woman with the issue of blood crawled through the maddening, chaotic crowd and laid hold of the hem of his garment. Blind Bartimaeus crying out from um, you know, behind the crowd. Um, and, and now this uh, Syrophoenician woman. Um, you know, she could have, uh, you know, in other words, they weren't welcome. They weren't respected. It, 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 she went somewhere. Um, when I was in, uh, here, here's a classic example, okay? And I say classic example. Here's one way maybe you can relate to it. When I was in college, I took a lot of journalism uh, classes, my, my degrees in communications. And, um, and so one of the things that I had to do was I... Uh, I had to go and cover, uh, it was something with the city of Birmingham, and, um, and I had to go and attend it and, and write a, uh, uh, a news story about it. And um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it sounded, you know, like real casual, like, kind of like an in and out thing. You know, I could just stand over to the side and listen and, and um, uh, you know, and be done with it. And so... Um, I was working so many hours and going to school so many hours in those days that, um, uh, anyway, I asked Pam, I said, you know, won't you, you know, go with me and, you know, we'll go and do that and, and then go grab something to eat. And she said, fine. So I can't remember, baby, what we had on. I think, it, I think we had on shorts and t-shirts, right? Do I, shorts and t-shirts, yeah. And I mean, I like walk in the door and there is Mayor Arrington in a tuxedo. I am not kidding you. Right, and they're all, everybody's looking at me and Pam. Pam's like, what have you got us into, right? And it was like, you know, I mean, folks standing around with champagne glasses. I was like, man, this, this didn't sound like what this was going to be, you know. But again, I mean, I've got to be there. I've got to cover this thing or it's, my grade's dependent on it, right? So, so obviously we were out of place and, and we felt awkward and we felt out of place. But, amen, we just pushed on through it. So... If you can understand or relate to that in any way, this woman was in that situation times 10. Um, she, again, remember, you know, Jesus is like squirreled away in somebody's house. And, and now, you know, here she comes marching up in that house asking him to heal her daughter, right? So are you seeing what I'm saying? There's... In each of these situations where Jesus pointed to someone's faith and said, your faith is responsible for this result, um, you have these kinds um, of, uh, of factors, of elements in the receiving. And so, um, 
Let the children be first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. So again, here is a situation where someone's faith made a connection with divine power and produced a miraculous answer. The demon did not leave the little girl because of what Jesus said or anything that he did, but she left the little girl because of what her mother said and because of what her mother did. Are you seeing this? Jesus didn't say, um, because, look, I've cast the devil out, just go and you know, leave us alone, everything's fine. No, again, pay very close attention to what he said, verse 29, for this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter, because you said that right there. Well, what, what was, you know, is there like magic words that Jesus was wanting her to say? No, it wasn't magic words, but remember, faith is released by words. And, and so, you know, when she said um, what she said about, yeah, but even the, even the little dogs, in other words, she's saying, I know, Jesus, I know enough about this to know that you didn't come to my people, you came to your people. I know enough about this to know that you minister in synagogues and, and you're a Jew and, 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 and you go to Jewish people. I, I understand all that. I knew that before I got here. Um, so I'm not here for bread. I'm here for crumbs. Because I believe a crumb from you is all that's needed to change this situation. Are you, are you seeing this, right? This is her faith. And she's not backing down. She, she, is, she is not, um, I, I was, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I, let me just, while I'm right here, after Jesus ministers to the woman with the issue of blood, and then they, he's continuing on to Jairus' house. I haven't even got to that text yet, but just while we're right here, They come from Jairus' house and they say, don't bother Jesus any longer. Your daughter's dead. Y'all remember this part of the story? Jesus turns to Jairus and he says to Jairus, he says only believe, but before he says only believe, he says, don't be afraid. Only believe. So, you know, I've obviously read that and there's, you know, and that's, that's faith understanding, you know, 099. I mean, that's, that's basic understanding of faith, right? Don't be afraid, only believe. I felt led of the Holy Spirit today, though, to look that word afraid up, that word afraid. You know, you think, well, you know what afraid means, but I said, well, I'm going to just see what you know, the Greek lexicon and, the, and these sort of things have to say about this word. Are you ready for what the, word, what the word means? It means to run. When he said, don't be afraid, Jesus said, don't run. Don't run. Now, you know, obviously Jesus didn't mean literally take off running. You know, like, listen to me, please. I'm... I'm I'm obviously probably two sermons ahead of myself, but just stay with me. I'm feeling compelled right here, so I feel like we need to do this. Obviously, the man could have, oh, no, and took off running, you know, to, 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 to his home. 
But I think more than that, Jesus was saying, don't, don't back down. Don't, you know, you came to me in faith believing that I could heal your daughter while she's sick. Now that it's gone from sick to she's, she's no longer living, don't, don't back down from your original position that if I come to your house, she'll be okay. Because she's still going to be okay. Are you following what I'm saying here? So notice now that when, when Jesus said, you know, the children have to be filled first, and she says, yeah, but, you know, she didn't back down. Do you see the difference here? She, she didn't say, well, yeah, you're right, okay, well, you know, hopefully, when do you think you could come then? You know, none of that, right? She, she went there to get an answer, and she wasn't going to leave without it. Are you hearing me tonight? She went there to receive something from Jesus, and she wasn't going to leave until she received it. Amen? Now, I'm just mentioning these things now. We're going to pack them all together uh, a little bit later uh, in, a, in a more coherent form. But one of the things that we see in these different miracles where Jesus pointed out that an individual's faith is why they were healed, why they were made whole, why they were set free, why they received um, a, a miracle. Um, is, praise God, is that, is that in each of these situations and others, we, we see, we see a perspective, and, I, and I'm not trying to use big words, just, just hear me out, all right? You understand the importance of how you look at something, or how you see it. One of, the, one of the things the devil has used against us for too long, and it's time, it's time for us to get past this already, but the devil uses this lie that it's too hard. You follow what I'm saying? There's a way, he, he uses, he uses this, this lie, and so notice, I'm using the word deliberately. People believe it's too hard. They believe that, that you know, even if there's an answer, it's, it's going to be really, really difficult, really, really hard. Are you understand what I'm saying? Jesus said that he cast out devils with the finger of God. There was, he, he's not just rubbing it in the devil's face. He's trying to teach you and me something. He's like, let, let me... Everybody watch, I'm going, to show you, I'm going to show you what it takes to cast out a devil. You watching my hand on the pulpit? That's it, right there. That's it, right there, right? You, you ever seen a parent trying to get a kid to stop doing something and they won't say stop doing something in, 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 front of, in front of everybody and they're like going. You know, they're, they're like just, you know, they're wanting to go, would you please stop it? But instead of doing that, they're trying to get their attention by, you know, 
That, that, that right there is enough. He didn't say with the arm of God, with the, with the arsenal of God, with the, with the full strength and might of all that's in heaven. No, he said, I cast him out with the finger. Okay? With a finger. Violent weather, he shut it down with a statement. Right? Be still. Hush. See, our faith has become contaminated with different wrong thinking. And one of the things that's wrong in our thinking is, is that we believe these things are hard. And because we believe they're hard, you know, we're like, how can this be? How can these things happen? How is this ever going to work? And Jesus is like, man, this isn't hard. This is easy. What did he say here? Healing is children's bread. Healing is children's bread. And so this woman didn't disagree with that. Think she could have been offended before he ever got to the little dogs. She could have said, children's bread? Children's bread? My daughter's almost dead, and you're saying it's children's bread? You're saying it's child's play? You're saying that, you know, she could have even been offended at that. The people did get, a, the people laughed in Jesus' face when he went in there and Jairus' daughter was laying there dead and Jesus said, oh, she ain't dead, she's just asleep. See, everybody's like, oh, this is impossible. This is Jesus like, man, this is as easy as waking up a sleeping child. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just, I, just hear me, right? This is as easy as waking up. See, it's perspective. Everybody else is seeing impossible. Jesus is saying, seeing simple. Now, let's, again, I know I'm bouncing back and forth between stories, but remember the woman with the issue of blood. Notice her perspective on healing. Her perspective on healing was that it was hers. And the only thing she needed to do was touch his garment and she would be healed. She didn't see it as some impossible thing. She didn't, it was her perspective on these things. So, again, let me give you one more then we'll get back to this and finish it. Everybody good? The man with the withered hand. It was the Sabbath. The religious establishment didn't believe you should work on the Sabbath and they believed Healing was work. And so, I never know what the saying, is it the, is it the elephant in the room? Is that, is that the way you say that? What is the, what's the one about the, is there one about the gorilla? Monkey on the back, gorilla. Anyway, it's the elephant in the room, right? In other words, where it's like something obvious that nobody is wanting to address. So the elephant in the room was, it was the Sabbath. There was a bunch of, Jesus, his disciples were in the room. A bunch of religious leaders were in the room. And there was this dude there that needed healing in the room. And they're all like, is he going to do it or is he not going to do it? Is he going to heal him or is he not going to heal him? Right? And so Jesus brings the man to the middle of the room. And before he heals him, he says... Again, I'm wanting you to hear the perspective. Jesus is in essence saying, it would be evil not 
to do work on the Sabbath. It's not evil to heal this man on the Sabbath. He says it would be evil to have the ability to heal him and not heal him on the Sabbath. Are you following what I'm saying here? See, we, 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 we let the enemy confuse us with all these things, you know, was God this and, you know, trying to get him to do that and all this other stuff. And, you know, Jesus is like, you're sitting here thinking that I'm fixing to do something evil by healing this man when the reality of it is it would be evil for me if, if I have the ability to heal him, he has the faith to receive the healing, and I make him wait another 10 minutes, much less until another sunrise. Notice now what, notice what this goes to. Is he able to do it? Nobody in the room denied that. Is he willing to do it? Nobody in the room denied that. Even the, even the people that were trying to find something. Matter of fact, they were actually, I think, hoping he would do it so they could use it against him. Is he able? Yes. Is he willing? Yes. Is he ready? See, not only is he ready, he's saying it, it would be evil to make him wait, not evil for me to do it. The, the true evil would be to make him live one more second in that crippled condition. Are you... Remember the woman that was bent over at the waist? Here we get yet another perspective. Jesus said that it's unjust. In other words, him healing her was not just him being good to her, not just him showing favor and, and, and blessing her, Jesus said she is a daughter of Abraham and has been in that condition, was it 18 years, I believe? In that situation, Jesus is saying him healing her was him not doing anything wrong, but it was justice whom Satan has bound these 18 years is what he said. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, healing is the children's bread, according to Jesus. Bread for a hungry child represents the simplest and most basic request. The easiest need to meet doesn't require discussion. It doesn't require debate. It doesn't require the voting of any committee. You don't have to have four levels of superior authority to make a ruling on whether or not you should feed a hungry child. Are you seeing this? Some of you look a little detached tonight. Are you all right? Are you okay? Amen. 
Come on now, don't let the enemy steal this from you. When, when we look at receiving anything from God, okay, do we see it as, as something as, first of all, as easy as a kid reaching up on a table and grabbing a hunk of bread? That's pretty much what the woman with the issue of blood did, did she not? She was hungry. Hungry in the sense that she had been sick for 12 years. She, she had spent every penny she had on doctors. The Bible says in, in one of the Gospels, I, I forget which one it is right now, but that she had suffered many things at the hands of the physicians and was none the better. Growing worse. She had a chronic terminal disease. It made her a social outcast. She wasn't allowed to go and worship at the temple. All, all these things. Now, for 12 years... It seemed like an impossible situation. Again, an incurable disease. And as we examine her faith to learn something about it, you've you got you to realize that, I mean, we obviously don't see her using the word children's bread, but she didn't view her, uh, she didn't view what she did as taking something or stealing something or confiscating something, accessing something that she had no business taking. You remember when Jesus even talked about this. Remember when um, uh, David and his men were hungry and they, and they took the showbread off the altar and ate it? And there were some folks stepping back like waiting for God to like strike them all dead? And later, Father says, look, the, the men were hungry, right? Back to that whole Sabbath thing. He said, man wasn't created for the Sabbath. Sabbath was created for the man. I think sometimes we, we, if we're not careful, we get, we get the, 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 the tail wagging the dog here. We get these things out of order. Father views... Healing, the availability of healing, access to healing. Now again, we got to bring our thoughts into alignment with His. But asking Him if it's His will to heal is like asking any loving parent if it's their will for their hungry child to have some bread. That's what He's saying here. It's the children's bread. It's the children's bread. Amen. Amen. All right, stand with me. Praise God. Matthew 7 asked this question. Do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child who asked for food a plate of rocks instead? Or when asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake instead? I know it sounds odd. That, this was one of the verses. We, we were raised in a denomination 
that taught us the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues was not only was it not for today, not for the church today, that all that had passed with the apostles, but we were taught that that was of the devil. Of the devil, right? And this verse right here was one that my parents pointed to. It's like, you know, here we are, God's children. We're asking him for the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says he's not going to give us a snake. He's not going to give us something bad or something evil or something from the devil. If you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask Him? Amen. Amen. Father, I thank You tonight for Your love. I thank You tonight, Father, for what You're doing in our lives. Father, I thank You tonight that You're helping us renew our minds when it comes to these things pertaining, Lord, to faith and healing and receiving healing by faith, Father. Lord, that this is not the hard, difficult, challenging thing the devil tries to make us think it is, Father. It's really, in your eyes, Father, very simple, very easy. So, Father, we confess tonight that receiving from you is not hard, it's easy. Receiving healing, Lord, is not hard, it's easy. Receiving provision and, and protection for our families and ourselves and our lives and our family of faith, it's not, Father, receiving that, it's, it's, it's not hard, Father, it's easy. It's easy, you made it easy, Jesus. Help us understand these things Father, in, on a level that, that alters the way we look at them, the way we approach these, these subjects, Lord. Father, I thank you tonight that you send your angels ahead of us, Lord, to prepare the way for us, Father. That your ministering spirits bear us up to protect us, Lord, from all harm. Lord, you, you even talked about protecting us from, from stumping our toe, Lord. And so, Father, we, we release our faith tonight for that level of protection. Father, I thank you tonight, first of all, for anyone that may be here tonight experiencing uh, some type of symptom, uh, sore throat, weakness, Lord, some type of physical sickness, Lord, or symptoms of sickness. Father, we release healing now in Jesus' name for, for them. But then, Father, we release our faith tonight that, that we're protected. Um, our children are protected, Father, um, from flu and from uh, colds and infections, viruses, of, of other sorts, Lord, um, ear infections, um, all these things, you know, that everybody kind of laughs about. They're going around. Well, Father, they're going all the way around us. They're not touching us. When they, when they come to our house, they got to they gotta drive around. They can't pass through. And I thank you for it, Lord. We release our faith for it. 
We thank you, Lord, for your love in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right, shake somebody's hand, hook somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus. Thank you for being here tonight. Have a great